Yeah, it stinks. I, I mean, we should be king of this state. But the only way you're king of the state is to prove it on the court. We didn't do that tonight. That's on us. We, we knew that. We knew that coming in. Nothing surprised us tonight. We tried to emphasize, you know, how rowdy it was going to be. And I think we just kind of let it get to us, to us a little bit. But um, at the end of the day, every, every road game is going to be like that. Oh, for sure, because at the end of the day, it's also a pride thing, you know. Now, we got here, they're saying they're the best in Colorado, they're the Colorado's basketball team. So, I mean, obviously, at the end of the day, there's a pride aspect behind that. But for us, we can't let it get to our head. You know, can't let us weigh us down. We've got to watch film. We've got Pepperdine on the third. So, just watch film, watch film on this, learn from it, get ready for Pepperdine, move on, bounce back. You know, good teams bounce back. We're a good team. That was from the other side of the aisle as we were we talked a lot about CSU in the uh, first two hours. And there's Tad Boyle initially saying we should be the king of this state. And then you heard from uh, KJ Simpson. Was that Tristan De Silva, uh, the third guy talking there? Listen, a lot of people are mad about Tad Boyle's comments that we should be king of the state. Yeah, you should. That should be your goal. You should want to be. Nico Medved should be saying the same thing. Steve Smiley should, of course, dream of of that kind of thing. You you should want to be the king of the state, and to, to say that is even better. I love it. You're not. And he acknowledged it. We're not. We didn't put it. Up. We didn't show it on the floor. I'm a big Tad Boyle fan, so I get it. I'm a Rams guy, but I'm also kind of a Buffs guy. Uh, you're not gonna get one. You're not gonna. I'm not gonna join you if you want to bash Tad Boyle much because I'm a big Tad Boyle fan. No, I mean Tad's been a tenured basketball coach in this state, not just at CU, but also at UNC. He had a lot of success at both schools. So, you know, if maybe that's a little bit of a pride thing on him, like, yeah, I wants, should be a better coach. I want to own the state. I want you to want that. If you just went, nah, it's CSU, we don't care. We have bigger picture. We have Pac-12 to worry about. We have big stuff to worry about. No, I actually take it as the ultimate compliment if you're a Colorado State. CU values that game. Tad Boyle, at least, values that game. He values the rivalry. He values the state. You know, sometimes I think the the mindset is, at least from Rams fans, they think that Buffs fans think they're too good for them, and they don't really care about the in-state rival, that they really just care about bigger and better things. But when you hear Tad Boyle say that, what what more do you want? That's, That's what you want him to say. I value that game because I want to prove that we're the king. I want to prove that we're the king of the state. And they should want that. Nico Medved should now own that. He should say every single year, and I hope they renew that. I think they will. They absolutely should. Tad was, oh, they were going after Tad last night, man. Oh, dear. Tad got a technical. Crowd was going nuts. And, you know, deep down, these coaches kind of like that stuff. They like it. Being cheered or booed, it's all the same. You're generating a reaction. And it's just, I, I I loved being at the game last night and seeing both coaches on the sidelines. You got Tad in his suit. You got Nico in his little green, you know, the, the little jumpsuits that coaches wear now. Two kind of different guys with their approach, but also there's some similarities there. Nico, I think, again, I've, I've talked to Tad in person. I've had him on the show several times. He's a nice guy. He's good to talk to. But he's definitely more of the no-nonsense kind of guy. And again, not saying Nico Medved is a nonsense kind of guy, but I totally am more comfortable sitting around talking to him about, you know, 
random crap that enters my brain. With Tad, I'm going to stay like by the book, kind of all businessy. And it, so again, you just it, you see the difference between those two coaches last night. But bottom line is, walking away from that game, I was like, dude, both of these schools are going to be fun to follow the rest of the way through. Because I, I dude, KJ Simpson he had 30 points last night. He was nine of 13. He had he, he went to the free throw line a lot. He was getting to the rim. Uh, but man, his he was getting at least down in the paint, I should say. And he was starting to draw some fouls. But he had 30. He was 9-9 from the free throw line. 3-4 of from the three-point line. He's he's an excellent player. And I I think um, Cody Williams, sensational. He's got this great... He's just just an athlete. He's got this God-given ability. He's just a flat-out great athlete. Downhill player. Once he gets on a fast break, look out. He can finish at the rim. He wasn't doing any of that in the first half. And he started to turn it on. But um, again, I, I keep going back to it. Eddie Lampkin Jr., I don't know how that exper- experiment's going to work out. You know, Last year, of course, they lost uh, uh, Lovering to Utah. He transferred out. And the rumor was that maybe Lovering felt like he needed more, more big man support, more emphasis from coaches that know the big man role, that know how to, that can really coach it, is what I heard anyway. Don't know if that's true. You always wonder. But... You got Eddie Lampkin, and I thought, okay, that might be a decent. No, not for what I saw last night, I don't. Eddie Lampkin's either got to get in better shape or just be different. But he's he's kind of the true center. He's you know he's just big body. It's gonna try to push people around. Uh, Green Acres. Hey, I fell asleep early last night and just woke up. Anything significant happened in Fort Collins while I was sleeping? Yeah, I think CSU won. Thanks, so. I blacked out halfway through. The biggest gripe of buffs in general is entitlement. That quote is prototypical CU. But don't don't you want that? Like, I want Nico to say that if they would have lost last night. I, I want Nico in the locker room to say, we we want to take over as the kings of this state, and we, we can't do that if we're losing every single year to this team. We we wanna we wanna own it. We can't do that if we're losing to UNC on a random year like they did last year. We can't do it. But we want to be the king of the city. I, see, I like that mentality. Whether that's the enemy or not, I want that mentality because it creates more of that that rivalry. But, and, and see, I didn't sense the entitlement there from Tad on that. I sensed the want, the drive, the I want to be the king of this state. I value playing you, Colorado State, because I, I value beating you even more. Is it a perspective... Of entitlement because you're a little brother, and you finally got one on Big Brother, and Big Brother saying, "Oh, I I should have beat Little Brother." Yeah, but he's saying we should be the king, meaning we're not the king. Mm-hmm. So it can be entitlement when you're looking up at them. That that C, CU's looking up at mm-hmm. at CSU because they beat him. Yeah, well, just in the overall in the rivalry sense, CU looks at CSU as little brother, so CSU could look at them and say, "Oh, you're just entitled so, because you think you should win all the time." So when you say things like we should beat them, we should beat them, we should be the king, that means you're entitled that you're you From just you just think you're better than them. You could take it that way. I take it more as we believe in our program that much that we should run this state. Yeah, hell yeah. Give me more of that. Inject that into my veins, man. Because if I'm a CSU fan, that drives me even more for next year. You think you should be the king? Yeah, we're gonna beat two in a row. Keep that going. 
Uh, Big Hub, someone tweeted that we should act like we win and not storm the court. Yeah, that was the grand debate this morning on Good Morning NoCo, should you storm the court. I, I don't like the – I've always been the guy, you know, I like unique stuff in sports. So when they're like, if you score a touchdown, just do what you know, Barry Sanders did or Peyton Man, hand the ball over, act like you've been there before. I've never liked that. Now, if you are one of those guys, I got mad respect for you. I like it. You're going about your business, and you just go over and hand the ball, ref, uh, hand the ball to the ref. Cool. But I don't mind if you want to throw a little shimmy in there. You want to dance a little bit? Act like you've been there before? Eh. I, same thing with storming the court. Should they storm the court every game? No. But that was a rivalry game. That was a big win for them. But Brady, they were favored by two and a half. Two and a half in basketball, that doesn't always, I mean, that doesn't like, oh, CSU's the overwhelming favorite. CU stormed the field when they were 22 and a half point favorites against the Rams this year. So I don't like the whole act like we win and not storm the court. Don't do it all the time. You know, what's their next game? Home game. Is it against DU? I think it's against DU. Don't storm the court if you beat DU, okay? I, I got to say, though, I'm just going to say it. Probably going to get in trouble. Love Rams fans. That student section? Oof. Guys need to clean your mouths out with some soap. It was like F-U-C-U 500 times last night. The hell would I want to bring my kid to that game? I had a blast. I can easily block that out. And guy, you got kids running up. This one kid ran up to a CU CU player while they were walking out and got up like in his face and did the L thing, like loser, loser in his face. Like a child? No, like a student. Oh, okay. I mean, they're Some all five-year-old. Kids. Did well, that. he's like wearing sweats and flip flops, so they're kids uh, to me. When you look like you're gonna go to the pool and you're actually out in public. I like wearing sweats, but I mean, come on. There's, there's. Sweats with flip flops doesn't make sense. Nah, it doesn't make any sense. It's cold out there. It'd be worse if you were wearing socks. You're gonna catch cold. But one of these, one of these guys ran up to a player and like almost like across over the boundary because they put that boundary up so the guys can shake hands by the scores table and then leave. The visiting team can leave. Well, this one fan just gets up in this dude's face and throwing the L in his face like right. I'm telling you, like an inch from his nose. And it was assistant coach Brian Cooley. I saw him get heated. He looked back at that fan, and he, he didn't touch him. He just like said, hey, what what the heck, man? No, go away. And I watched that interaction. The fan said, my bad, I'm sorry. It shouldn't take the coaches to tell you that that was wrong, and then five seconds after the coach tells you, though, oh, yeah, that's right. I don't know what I was doing. I was wrong to do that, man. College kids are weird. They think so interestingly. Oh, it's like I will challenge your authority until your authority challenges me, and then it's, oh, okay, I'm sorry. Well, it's just... There's a way to go to a game and enjoy it and get after the rep. Like, I'm sitting next to my boy Steve Ivey last night, and he, he's getting after everybody just as much, but he's not doing that stuff. You know, he's yelling at the refs. He's, he's even yelling at CSU players. you got to be better than that. Like, he's doing that. But the whole, like, the, the chance thing? Like, okay, the Nuggets-Lakers thing, the who's your daddy chance? Totally acceptable. Totally acceptable. That's good, clean fun. But the F-U-C-U, I'm not, I'm not in on that, man. So there's a reason you don't see this in professional sports. And I think it's more because of the safety of these players. What happens if we go down this line of NIL transfer stuff where these kids become almost employees 
where it's, hey, you cannot get near these guys because that's a liability on my company or my business. Mm-hmm. So then they keep them from storming. Mm-hmm. Well, I, technically, you're not supposed to storm the court now. Right. You're not. like It's, it's ag- more accepted in college. It's against the rules, but what are you going to do? Barriers. Start arresting people? Put up hockey walls around the court. Put them in a like cage almost. Mm-hmm. Then you have people climbing the cage like it's WWE or something. Yeah, I, I just, I don't mind storming the court. I videoed it last night. Did well for me. Like that. But don't do it all the time because I think then it would lose its luster. But just be res- be reasonable when you're doing it. Go celebrate with the CSU team. Don't get don't, in the CU guys' face. Don't go talk to the Buffs team. Don't, don't talk to them. That, that's that's, that it puts the student or whoever in a bad situation. It puts they, those players in a bad situation. Correct. Because all they want to do is get off the floor. And then they're, they're already emo- their emotions are already high. They're pissed off because they lost. And then you got some little five foot four dude coming up to them. You're a loser, man. It's like, dude, I'm a freaking freak of nature athlete. I'm going to school for free. What are you yeah, paying? I mean, come on. Have some respect for yourself. Sportsmanship. Y- yes. These little punks running out there, like you're a loser, Tristan Da Silva. It's like Tr- Tristan Da Silva. He's gonna be on the. He's gonna be. He might be an NBA player. I don't know. I mean, it's pretty brave of you, five four, to go up to a six foot basketball player, a freak of an athlete. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. And then the other thing is the players aren't doing that. You're not. I mean, Nick Clifford took the high road, and sure, he probably has some deep emotions and really wanted to get at see you last night, but. He took the high road and said, dude, those are my brothers over there, man. I played a lot of years with those guys. Have a lot of respect for them. So, you know, just try not to be that person. Let's read some text. Um, Angel is becoming of age because he said college kids are idiots. I've you been are in college for a year and a half, so yeah. You're getting older. It only gets worse. Oh, no. I Mm-mm. College kids now are like babies to me. It only gets worse, dude. The older you get, you start looking at them, and you're just like, are you even a real person? 8 o'clock on a Thursday night? I'm not going out. I work tomorrow. <laughs> well, then, you know, I just look around, like, there's these, all these dudes and girls, and they're just, like, in the camera. The girls are barely wearing anything. The dudes are, like, they seriously look like they just rolled out of bed, and they're like, I'm going to go to the game, bruh. You probably did. That's how they talk. It's sweatpants. And they're like, is it, like, the du- dude's wearing capris now. That's the thing. Okay. I just check it's it. It's like, you know, you show off a little bit of your shin. Like a little bit of your shin. It's just like it's that's. Like, it's like the woman's ankle back in the day. Right. So I, I, I noticed that. There was a lot of capris situation going on last night with the student section. Just, no one dresses up anymore, Brady. Well, they were like sweat. Like you go to a game and you're wearing, you know, well, I wore nice s- pants. Mm-hmm. You were wearing a, sh- a T-shirt. I, wore, I was wearing a shirt. <laughs> Most times you wear like an, a, a collar yeah. shirt of some kind. Or I flannel it up. Um, I was in jeans and a CSU Ram shirt that was greenish, and I had a hat on. But like jeans, you know. And I don't listen. I, again, I don't mind sweats. I like wearing sweats. But it's like the capris thing. What are we People doing? We used here? to dress up to go to sporting events. I'm gonna start wearing a tie. Like, go look at like a, a fan section in like the '80s basketball. Like everyone's wearing suits and collared shirts and dresses. Yeah. Like, let's get back to that. I mean, I just next game I go to. I'm just going to wear a suit. Yeah. Like, not even a suit. I'm going to wear a tux. Okay. Easy, Jim Howard. <laughs> just wear you don't a tux be too to the game. Green Acre says, 
Uh, I wish we'd just chant Dirty Hippie instead of the FCU chant. Dirty Hippie. Yeah, it works. Dirty Hippie is probably better, I, I guess. Mean, you're going to offend some people with that because hippie is like a, an offensive word, I guess. Big Big Hub says, I wear sweats everywhere, Brady. I can't anymore. What? No, don't get me wrong. I will go to Walmart in sweats. My wife and I will go do it's errands like and stuff. Attire at Walmart. I love sweats. I'm a sweats guy. But when I'm going to go to a game or an event of some sort, I'm probably jeans in it up or I'm doing my mix. The, the slack sweats, you know, the new mm-hmm. things. I like those. Those Here's are good. a litmus test. What are you wearing on an airplane? Oh, I'll wear sweats on an airplane. Okay. Yeah. I'll wear sweats on something comfortable Mm -hmm. because I don't care what those people at the airport think of me. But if I'm going to an event where I might talk to somebody. But see, Big Hub gives us says crap. Big Hub, I wanted to tell this story about the NIL thing because my guy, Allison Hubbard, one of my really good friends, and he's a a Georgia guy. Sorry, Angel. But he he was my first NIL contact, and we we worked together, did did a show for a while, and... He he actually hooked us up with Crazy Carl's Pizza. He's like, I love Crazy Carl's Pizza. Maybe we can approach them. And sure enough, we got in the door. First time I met Ellison outside of the station, so this was the second time, I guess. Dude shows up, and he's in slacks and a polo, and he's dressed really nice. And he's dressed better than me. And we sat down with Crazy Carl's Pizza, and the, the owners of the of the restaurant fell in love with this guy. They still keep – I'm pretty sure they still keep up with him just to see how he's doing and stuff. They absolutely loved him. Because he he presented so well and, you know, he just acted like, hey, I give a damn about doing this and I want to earn your business and I want to do this show and I want you to support it and all that stuff. So Ellison's like joking about where his sweats. Dude, I saw you when push came to shove and it was, it was, it was a professional type meeting. You were dressed up. You were ready to go. I, I have more leniency towards student athletes because like, OK, you just came out of a workout film session, whatever, you can wear your sweats. You probably got them team-sponsored, so they probably well, just yeah. gave them to you. If you're an athlete and stuff, I just assume you're probably going to the gym anyway in about I mean, five minutes. I think when I was in college, I wore, like, sweats to class a couple times my freshman year. Yeah. But after that, I was like, this is weird. I know it's not, like, the biggest deal, and other people do it, but, like, these are sleeping pants. Yeah. <laughs> I did that a couple of times, but I felt weird, too. So then I just stopped going to class. And I'm like... Walk into a class and it's snowy outside. Like, I don't want to put jeans on. I'll just put on like some sweats. And I'm like, I feel underdressed to go to this 8 a.m. class. Yeah, it's weird. Sometimes it can be weird. Uh, Stigma says, what are they going to do if an entire NFL fan base storms the field? You will lose your franchise. Well, you just start arresting people. <laughs> <laughs> There's the solution. Uh, Big Huff says, haha, yes, I do know how to dress nice. But to sports events, I'm sweats all day. That's a good morning no. That's a good morning no co poll question. I think. I, think what, I got to what, like twenty one, and I was like, I can't do sweats in public anymore. What is proper attire to go to a game in? Even if you're a student, students wear whatever. Dude, they're like overalls and some random basketball jersey mm-hmm. that they just somehow grabbed. Dixon talking about Vaughn, of course. Vaughn Miller story is crazy, isn't it? Brady uh, with Vaughn being charged with a third degree. Uh, felony for assaulting his pregnant girlfriend. If it turns out he did what he is accused of, does he get into the Broncos ring of fame and ultimately the Hall of Fame? Mm, doesn't get into the ring of fame. Does he? Mm, it's tough. Does he get in the Hall of Fame? They put Hall of Famers in there that have 
but it's a different time. It will change. And he, I mean, since the Super Bowl year, he hasn't been one of the top edge rushers. No, but he's still, he, based on his resume, he's a Hall of Famer. But, again, we're putting the cart before the horse here. If he gets accused of this, or if, he, if, he, if he's found guilty, excuse me, he is being accused. Um, yeah, that's a sucky, sucky conversation. I hope, I really hope, Angel, that this isn't true. Because you guys know my feelings on Von Miller. I think Denver fans in general are big fans of Von Miller. If you missed it, warrant issued for Bills Von Miller for alleged assault. An arrest warrant has been issued in Dallas for Von Miller for allegedly assaulting a pregnant woman. On Wednesday at 11 a.m. Central Time, Dallas police responded to a major disturbance call with the preliminary investigation showing that Miller and the woman got into a verbal argument and that he allegedly assaulted her. According to the police, Miller left the scene before officers arrived. The woman was not transported to a hospital but was treated for minor injuries and the investigation into the case remains ongoing. He was not listed in the Dallas County jail records as of 11.30 Central Time Thursday. I guess we'll see what comes of that one. 27 minutes after the hour. We got the Thursday night special coming up, Angel. Seattle and D- and Dallas. Seattle and Dallas. I tried to mix Dallas and Seattle together, and that is what we came up with. It's okay. It's Thursday. All bets are off. Seahawks. Cowboys. We're going to talk about that pretty soon. Stick with us. It's the whole show, powered by Chevron. Start your day with Good Morning NoCo with Brian Gary and Tanner Schwint on Northern Colorado's Voice. 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. This is your UNC Bears head men's basketball coach, Steve Smiley, and you're listening to the whole show on 1310 KFKA. Go Bears. I want to thank my guys over at Renaissance Insurance Group in Windsor, Ryan Hicks, uh, his partner. They, they they formed this thing 20-plus years ago. They're Bears alumni. They love the community that we're in. And uh, listen, we, we know insurance, a lot of that talk can be difficult if we're not in the business. We don't know the ins and outs. We don't know exactly what we should be doing and looking at all the time. But guys like Ryan will walk you through it. They'll take you through it and get you through it. And, and you know, like a guy like me, I know I need insurance on several things. I don't always know what the best option is. That's why you need people like like Ryan. They're your go-to for workers' compensation, farming operation, risk management, commercial, and personal insurance needs. Um, I've gotten to know Ryan really well over the last couple of years. In fact, he was giving me updates last night on uh, on your boy Dalton Connect, Angel. So I appreciate him. And again, that's just part of who he is. He's paying attention to what's going on in our community, both in the you know, community side of things, the sports side of things. It's Renaissance Insurance. Give Ryan a call, 970-674-8825. I want to shout out again to uh, Bruce Dick, Angel. I'm going to bring him on tomorrow. Bruce Dick, of course, head coach for Fort Collins, but he's our family man. He is uh, the host of Coach Speak that airs right before my program every single day, 10 to 11, and he has just been amazing for us, for the station, and I know Fort Collins is happy to have him. Congratulations to him as the Colorado High School Coaches Association uh, announced their Hall of Fame class 
for 2024, and it's the 60th class to be inducted, Bruce Dick is one of them. Coach Bruce Dick. He's the fourth winningest coach in Colorado uh, high school basketball history. So congratulations to Bruce. We absolutely love you, man. All that you do for us, all that you do in this community and for your program and for uh, highlighting high school athletics in northern Colorado. 34 minutes after the hour. Angel, I've been pretty solid on the Thursday night specials. It's been a nice little turnaround for me. I went 2-1 and one on Thanksgiving, so feeling really good about myself here. Seattle and Dallas, it's one of those weird spreads that scares the heck out of me, but I got to get this right. I've only lost one game in like four weeks, so yeah, I'm kind of on a Broncos roll right now where I'm feeling really good about things. Um, I lost the Green Bay-Detroit game, but outside of that, the last time I lost was back on uh, week eight. So we've got one, two, three, four, five remaining. I am five and six. At this point, the goal is to just get over 500 and we regroup and we get a, a decent draft pick and, you know, just kind of analyze a few things in the offseason and see what we need to do better next year. But we're going to go on a run here and that continues tonight. I've got the pick coming up next. But first, Let's jump out and get the latest on the local sports flash. Hi, this is Terry Fry, author, journalist, screenwriter, and you're listening to Brady Hull on The Hull Show, 1310 KFKA. I think you're a sorry, low-down S-O-V. Don't be an idiot. What? I said don't be an idiot. You trying to run like a little scalded dog here. You will remember me forever and ever. We're starting to get a little magic back. I'm thinking I'm back. Now what Keanu Reeves says, one of my heroes. I'm cooking. I'm cooking. It started back in week nine. I, I said it's time to get going here. So I picked uh, I picked the Steelers to cover over the Titans. Barely got it. Carolina Panthers, Chicago Bears. <clears throat> that was a bad game. I got a push there. Didn't lose. So we're still good. I took the Ravens the week you were out, Angel. I took uh, Lamar Jackson to do his thing. And they covered. Now, I lost the Green Bay Packers and Lions won. But, you know, it's okay because I recovered the next two games. I got it. I went 2-1 and one on Thanksgiving. I always recover on Thanksgiving. Always have a good, productive Thanksgiving. Now we're settling back in to, as we get close to it, the final stretch here. There's five Thursday night games left. The Seattle Seahawks taking on the Dallas Cowboys. Now the Cowboys are just interesting, man. They're eight and three. They're five and zero at home. They are pretty damn good at home. Smoked the Commanders, obviously on Thanksgiving. I mean, they've been blowing teams out. Panthers thirty three to ten. Giants forty nine to seventeen. Their last loss was against the Eagles. They've only lost to the Eagles, 49ers, and then for some reason they lost to the Cardinals. So this this is a good team. 
Seattle, on the other hand, they're right on the cusp, fighting for playoffs, sitting at six and five. Same record as the Russell Wilson led Denver Broncos. Are they going to continue? Are they going to go down and the Broncos pass them up? Maybe. Seattle lost 31 to 13 last week to the Niners. Close game against the Rams. Got smoked by the Ravens. They did beat the Commanders. Are the Seattle Seahawks a good team? They're they're kind of a middle of the road team. This is a big one for them. And when you look at the the playoff picture, this game has so much meaning. In the sense, and again, it's an NFC game. Seattle right now is in sixth place. Dallas is in five, is in fifth. Because you, Atlanta, of course, is a division winner at this stage. So if you're Dallas, you're trying to think you can keep up with Philadelphia, but probably not going to. But if you lose tonight, it's going to be over. Philadelphia's probably going to win that division. As for Seattle, you have the Minnesota Vikings behind you, 6-6. Six and six. Green Bay's 5-6. and six. The Rams are 5-6. and six. The Saints are 5-6. and six. So a lot of teams are waiting to try to take you out of this game. So you kind of get this sense with Pete Carroll's crew that tonight is a must-win game. But it's just difficult, Angel. Dak Prescott, when he's on, he is freaking on. But he still has a tendency to have some rough games. I haven't seen that as much this year. Again, the Arizona loss was weird, but outside of that, they've only lost to really good teams. The, the spread is nine. That's what's scary here. I do think the Cowboys win. The question is, do they cover nine? Mm. It's only, I mean, really, Angel, it's, it's a touchdown and a field goal. When you break it down, it's not that crazy to cover nine. Dallas has been doing that lately. Dallas is pretty healthy coming into this one. Boy, it's tough. It's a big one. I got to take my time here because this game, this game gets me back to 500. This is the one. Boy, the music is really getting intense, which is making me more nervous. Palms are sweaty. Mom's spaghetti kind of thing. Guess what? They wrote him out, but he didn't write back. Give me the Seahawks to cover the nine tonight. Hold on to your butts. Um, he isn't Seattle in Washington? Uh, okay. yep, it sure is. Don't you ever talk about me! No way! Fake. Smith has time. Lofting in zone. It is caught for the touchdown! Mm, mm. Tyler Lockett and Seattle's in front. Let's they go. me off. I ain't right back, though. Rolls right Hell no. For the end zone. Hell no. We don't even know what it means. DK Metcalf overpowering the Rams. Holy smoke! The defense does it again! 
Holy catfish! Straight into deflection! It's an interception! It's a big play! It's a Jordan Brooks touchdown! We are the 12th men, we are the loudest fans, and <laughs> They're, they're going to be loud from afar tonight, and Seattle's going to feel that. They're going to at least cover this one. Big night for uh, maybe a DK Metcalf kind of kind of game. Maybe this is one of those weird games for the Cowboys that they drop when you're, you're thinking, man, they're just rolling right now, and they're going to be fine. This is a huge game because they have the Eagles the next week, and then they're at, the, at Buffalo, and then they're at Miami. So this is a big game. Do you overlook this game, knowing how difficult the schedule is, especially if you're trying to win the NFC East? Are you saying it's a trap? I think maybe it's a trap. I think maybe it's a trap. But giving myself the out, I'm taking the I'm taking the points tonight. Taking the points. So give me Seattle to cover one forty six. The time. Let's take a quick break. What did we learn? Coming up next, it's the whole show powered by Chevron. We're on Northern Colorado's Voice live from the Aloe Fiber Studios, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. KFKA is your no-go home of the Denver Broncos. Hear games and news around the team on Northern Colorado's Voice. 103.1 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. What's up, Hooligans? This is Zach Stevens with DNVR Broncos, and you're listening to The Whole Show on 1310 KFKA. The next time you get angry over a bad play, remember you need teamwork to win, not arguments. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Thirtieth day of November, I learned that uh, the Moby Madness thing is something you really got to experience. Um, I, you know, I don't know if you're a diehard Rams fan, a Buffs fan, whatever, but basketball in the state is alive and well, and that was a lot of fun last night. So I'm really, really uh, hopeful that both of those teams can go on and do what I'm thinking they're going to do, and that's go to March Madness and perhaps make it make a decent run here. Angel, what'd you learn? Uh, the Nuggets are back. So that's good. Jamal's back. Uh, MPJ had a good night. Jokic is doing Jokic things. Uh, so hopefully this kind of resets the mentality of this team. I think the last few weeks they've been kind of eh about their performances. Uh, but they got a big game tomorrow against Phoenix. Yeah, huge. 8 o'clock. Is that on ESPN tomorrow night? I believe ESPN, yeah. Sweet. I'm excited for that one. Um, got to get AG back, too. Yeah, need him. I'd like to see him back. And... You know, Reggie Jackson, I think, had 14 points last night, so that was cool to see. After his dynamite performance against the Clippers as a starter, being able to get back to his role off the bench and provide and, and put together a nice game. DeAndre Jordan, not so much. I don't know if that's a real a real thing or not. If he's yeah, more going to be back down to just being a I think Malone may us. try him out, just depending on the matchup. Um, but we'll see. See how he responds to playing big minutes versus little minutes, basically. Yeah, yeah uh, that that one's going to be a big one, Friday night. I'm excited for that one for sure. Uh, tomorrow we'll get into a football Friday. It's going to be our first football Friday, really just with the focus of Broncos-Texans, too, with um, all of our, our local games being done. Well, we, when, do, when do the bowl announcements come up? Is that Saturday or Sunday? Uh, I think it's Sunday afternoon. So we'll see where Air Force is and, and Wyoming 
and that's it. Yep. James Madison. James Madison, apparently, and catch up on northern New Mexico. We got two teams that we don't cover here that suddenly have become part of the show, and that's James Madison and northern New Mexico. That's just how things happen in this program sometimes. People just do weird things, and now those are two teams that we're, we're following, we're paying attention to. Yep. All right. There's a nice special calling for the Seattle Seahawks to cover um, plus nine tonight. I, I, I think so. I think this is one of those nights. I wouldn't even be shocked if maybe a little upset in the works going think, for Dallas. Uh, both teams played on Thanksgiving, so kind of a weird scheduling part. Dallas blew out their opponent. Seattle got you know pretty handily beaten at home. But Geno Smith may be a little more healthy this week. Uh, maybe a little bit of revenge, but also two teams playing for a wild card spot in the NFC. Yes, and well, and again, Dallas wins this game, and then they have Philly, which I think that that's the one that got moved to a Monday night, right? Yes. Um, or no, that was uh, Seattle and Philly. Seattle. Oh, Seattle. That game is going to be Seattle and game. Philly. Okay, my bad. Um, but Dallas plays Philly pretty soon, so they can realistically they could still catch Philly in the division. They could, but if you lose tonight, probably going to be pretty tough to do that. That's going to do it for us. we got Rams Weekly coming up at 5 o'clock. Myself and Kevin Lytle. We're going to talk all things Colorado State basketball, maybe throw in some football there. And then we will have Thursday Night Football on for you tonight. Seattle at Dallas. That'll do it for us. Good night, Northern Colorado.